0: This is the EVP Podcast. Well, hello there, and welcome to another episode of the EVP Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Beaker.
1: And I am one of your other hosts,
0: Ghosty. One of the, there's, that no other, other hosts. There's another host,
1: but he's never here.
0: Dave is not a host, I said that last week.
1: I meant DVO. Oh, DVO oh
0: yeah that guy yeah that guy
1: in
0: case you forgot what he looks like go back and watch our first episode um actually go to episode two watch the episode on
1: social media he's all over that yeah on
0: the social media he does reaction videos
1: all day every day
0: yeah he's a good guy okay so last week we talked about cryptid
1: cryptid cryptid talk
0: we're talking about the crips and bloods <laughs> and the rivalry that's what we talked about last week. We talked about some West Virginia cryptids. West um, Virginia, two of them. I think were not real. Yeah. Go back and listen. Although we did have uh, Nicole Queen Cryptids commented on it, and she just said, "Cryptids, yes, I love this episode."
1: Yeah, we should have another one with her on. Another yeah, I, I need
0: to I need to work something out with her because we want to have her come back and talk about Mothman.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or we can just do three more West Virginia because there's a ton out there. Well,
0: if you want... She knows all the cryptids, like Jeff the Talking Mongoose. <laughs> um, it's a real thing. I well, it's it. a, a made-up real cryptid. <laughs> Anyways, Candace, she finally got back to us about whether or not she watched The Pope's Exorcist. And? She said, finally watched it. Was good. Reminded me much of the original Exorcist movie and a little bit of The Conjuring. But it was good. Always wondering with why, uh, why with exorcism names are important. I'll answer that right now. According... To theology, mythology, whatever you want to call it, OG. Demonology. Demonology. Knowing the name, or Hollywood. Yeah. Hollywoodology. Um, (laughs) Knowing the name of the entity or the demon or whatever uh, apparently gives you power over it and lets you control it, which is why it's important to know its name.
1: See, and I would think that would be reversed. I would think it'd give it more power that you know its name. It's like, oh, so you have heard of me? Ha!
0: Oh, well, I didn't write the mythology of Catholicism. I mean, I didn't write it. I like, I don't know. I didn't write the yeah. rules. Apparently, that's the thing. Is that that's why? If you know the entity's name, it gives you power over
1: it. Yeah, too. and I say I say bullshit to that, and I would say. If I was if I was a demon and somebody was like, "Oh yeah, is that your name?" Oh, well, I've heard of you. I'm like, "Oh, you have? Awesome! Feed my ego!"
0: <laughs> yeah, you think it would work that way? That, yeah. that to me makes more sense. Exactly. But, but no, that's why uh, apparently, um, yeah, it gives you control over.
1: I don't get entity. that. I don't get that's, it. Hey, look, that's well, what I also Holod- don't get religion either. That's what
0: Hollywoodology <laughs> has taught me. Um. We also had another comment on the Father Mort episode from Chris. He said, what's going on with Nadia? And it's like, oh, it's just nothing. She's just having one of her regular texts. You know, Nadia's the, oh, yeah. the sister <laughs> yeah. before I played clips of The Exorcist. And then he also said, that's right. Give me the spooky. I don't know what he meant by that, but.
1: Yeah. Maybe. Get that spooky on. Get the spooky.
0: Yes. Get that spooky. So I did look something up. I thought it was. So Dave. He doesn't know how to sell stuff. Remember the the pizza rolls? Yeah. And how amazing he said they were and it literally just sounded like a pizza sandwich? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you just put a slice of pepperoni on a dinner roll? Yeah. Bro, that's not how they do it. I looked it up.
1: It's more elaborate.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like, you know, you make the dough and you cut up pepperoni and put it in the dough and then bake it.
1: Yeah, that's what he said.
0: That's not, no, I listened to it like three times. Yeah? He literally just made it sound like it was a Pepperoni sandwich. Yep, that's what it sounded like. It literally sounded like he said, "You just take pepperoni and put it." The way he described it didn't sound good. Looking up recipes, it's actually, it's try it. Really? I want. We should try it. Okay, let's make it. Let's make it. Make right now. Okay, show's over. We're going to make people. (laughs) No, it literally looks like you bake the the pepperoni inside the dough. Yeah, like you're not just throwing it on. You're not just making pepperoni sandwich. That just seems weird.
1: Well, no, it sounded like you have raw dough, and then just kind of poke a hole in it with the pepperoni and kind of leave the pepperoni and bake it.
0: That's not what he said at all.
1: That's what I got out of it. it was no, my, am I right?
0: I mean, yeah, that's right.
1: Okay, then that's what I got that's, out of it. That's what you got out of it. That's not <laughs> what
0: he was saying. Go back and listen.
1: Okay. I don't know. That's kind of what I was was West Virginia
0: pepperon- or, yeah, pepperoni rolls. <laughs> they're, del- they're a thing. They're delicious.
1: I'll, I'm definitely I'm totally down, though. I still am. I said I was, and I still am. I haven't changed my mind.
0: Okay. (laughs) Oh, so here in Salt Lake over the weekend, Mm -hmm. there was the Oddities and Curiosity Expo, and we both went. We both went, not at the same time, but we both went. Different days. Um, I've this is my third time going. This was your first.
1: This was my cherry popping
0: event. What did you think of the Oddities Expo?
1: I I liked all the stuff there, um, but I kind of I don't know I went kind of early. It was wasn't that packed. But it also isn't that close to Halloween yet. and I just kind of was thinking there would be more Halloween stuff there, I guess. I don't know.
0: Well, so what they did different this year is they actually did two days instead of one. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So last year, because they only did the one day, it was packed. Like, I had to wait an hour in line just to get in. Oh,
1: got busy as I was, the longer I was
0: there. No, so last year, I went right when they opened at 10 o'clock. Line? I had to wait an hour in line just to get in. That's how popular it is. That's why I think they did two days this year to spread it out. So not everybody was there all at once. Yeah. Um, from what I understand, they kind of travel the country, and I think they do this thing year-round. It's called the Oddities and Curiosity Expo. Um, and they have a lot of cool stuff, cool, like, different artists there drawing different stuff. They have taxidermy stuff. Mm-hmm. They have, like, uh, creepy dolls. It's If you're into that weird, random stuff, like last year I got the serial killer paraphernalia. I got... John Wayne Gacy's, like, death certificate. And I got, like, Ed Gein's, like, thumbprints and, like, a picture of his headstone. So.
1: <laughs> there was this one cool thing that looked pretty cool. It was a taxidermy thing. It was, like, you know, those frame shadow boxes. Yeah. And it was a pig fetus with a butterfly wings attached to
0: it. That's that's pretty cool.
1: <laughs> it was, you know, it was one of those funny things. I I, It was something that was, I don't know. Bathroom art.
0: <laughs> yeah, if you want to see some of the stuff that uh, they kind of sell there, you can either go to their website or check out our, our Instagram. I, I know Ghosty posted some pictures.
1: Yeah, I posted some uh, some reels on there, or stories. That was pretty – some of the crazy cool stuff they oh. have there.
0: Yeah, it's a fun expo if you're into that, that little kind of stuff. Like
1: cat that was getting <laughs> autopsy done. Yes,
0: the autopsy cat. That was pretty cool.
1: Uh, it was – a lot of grotesque stuff but a lot of cool funny stuff uh i got some funny stickers
0: i know this weekend they're going to be in vegas
1: we should go to vegas uh,
0: we should unfortunately i'm overtime yay Boo. um so yeah so i i found this this documentary on discovery plus and i was curious so i sent it to you and i said let's watch this and we did
1: would it be the first time you were curious
0: i uh, sometimes <laughs> i'm a lot of curious <laughs> So there was this documentary, it's called The Curse of the Highgate Vampire. And I was like, let's see what this is about. And so I did. The end.
1: And you told me to I told see you. what it's about. Okay. And I did.
0: And and that was it. And then the here we are. Welcome to the end of the show. <laughs> um so no, I I was I thought it was interesting because we haven't really done a show on vampires.
1: Not really at no,
0: all. I don't think we have. Um so you Uh well they're not real.
1: (laughs) Yep, they're not. They're
0: definitely not real. But unless you're this guy, one of the two guys we're gonna be talking about. There's two guys that were kind of involved in this. So Highgate uh is like a little I guess a subdivision or like a suburban area of
1: London. London. North London.
0: Yeah, North London. And back in seventies, baby. Nineteen sixty eight is where we start. It was mostly in the seventies. So, first off, Highgate Cemetery has been around since, like, 1830. So, we know, like, in American standards, according to the EVP podcast, it's definitely haunted because it's over 100 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, usually, we say, like, 500 years for England, but...
1: But it didn't get established.
0: But, I mean, there's reports of it being haunted as far back as 1808, so at least 200 years.
1: I'm sure there's a lot of death there still. Most likely. Yeah.
0: And I mean, it's not like this is a small cemetery, but, um, what's funny is, is, uh, so it kind of, like I said, it started back in like, um, 1968. There was actually another cemetery that was nearby that had some goings on. It was called, uh, Totem Ham Park Cemetery. And someone actually went in, it was October 31st, 1968. Someone went to the cemetery and this is, this is what they found in this cemetery. So, like I said, this cemetery is not too far from Highgate. So, they think that like some of the stuff is like connected. But they said, These persons arranged flowers taken from graves in a circular pla- uh, pattern with arrows of blooms pointing to a new grave. Okay. Uh, so, this grave was actually uncovered. And the coffin was open and the body inside had been disturbed. Uh, but the, the most macabre act was the fact that someone drove an iron stake in the form of a cross through the lid and into the breast of the corpse. So this is one of the first things. And I guess there was like a lot of vandalism that was going on uh, in this cemetery, in Highgate Cemetery around this time. Nobody knows why, uh, except for David Ferent, who thinks that there were Satanists there trying to summon something. And he thinks that they might have been successful in the Highgate Cemetery. He thinks that they summoned some sort of entity. When was LSD created? Ah, uh, you would know better than me. Um, I think around
1: the same time.
0: Quite possibly. <laughs> I think it was actually the 50s, but um, when was
1: it running rampant around the streets of London?
0: <laughs> it could have been this time. I have no idea. So it's funny because, like, so David Farron actually went and saw. Like, I guess he was walking by the cemetery or if he was investigating or something. So David Farrant, just so a little background on him. He was actually the... Psychic. He wasn't a... He wasn't psychic. (laughs) He was the founder and, like, the... I
1: gay Vampire Society.
0: No. The British um, Occult Society or something like that.
1: British Occult Society?
0: Yep, I have like three different websites. <laughs> he was he was in the Highgate Society. I, well, I'm sure he was the head of the Highgate Society at one point, which is a more modern society. Um, he was the the head of the British Psychic and Occult Society. So, yeah, yeah, yes. psychic. Yes, so people had reported seeing something this tall black apparition in Highgate, so he was asked to investigate. Excuse me. And he saw this tall, like gray shadowy figure in the cemetery. So he was convinced, you know, obviously there's something there. So this, he actually took out an article in one of the local newspapers. And I think it was like the very next day. He had like four responses. So like the next edition of the newspaper, like four people responded saying that they had seen the same thing. So they're kind of like investigating, trying to figure out what this is. He's thinking that there was people there doing like satanic rituals. Okay. And that they had, like I said, summoned this thing. And I don't know if he was like trying to like get rid of it or if he was just trying to figure out what it was or why it was there. But all of a sudden, like in 1970, this other dude pops up out of nowhere named Sean Manchester and he's like, "Oh yes. This is definitely something here. And I know exactly what it is. It's a vampire. <laughs> and not only is it a vampire, it is a king vampire.
1: Cuz the king vampires are worse. Right. They're the you know, they're they're kings.
0: <laughs> and I guess this Sean Manchester guy actually got witnesses to come forward <laughs> saying that
1: Definitely so, a king vampire. That it was definitely
0: a king vampire. This thing was, like, attacking them in their homes.
1: <laughs> he didn't even, like, say what the difference. <laughs> like No. It was a king vampire. It was a king vampire. So you know it's dangerous.
0: Right. It's
1: the worst there is.
0: I guess, I don't know. I, as far as I know, a king is just someone that rules over other vampires, so it's not <laughs> like they have extraordinary powers. Not that they're, re- they're not even real. <laughs> yeah. yeah. so this dude is, like, yeah, it is a king vampire. And um, I think it was somewhere in my notes. Yeah, that's where you (laughs) left it. We're so good at this game. So it was March of 1970. Sean Manchester decides that on Friday the 13th, he's going to exercise this vampire. He's going to perform an exorcism. He's going to get rid of this thing. And... In this interview, it, it's funny because, like, I've read a couple of websites. I've listened to some other podcasts about this. And I'm going to kind of lean more towards, like, what was in the documentary is more accurate because it looked like they had an actual interview with David Ferrant. Yeah. It, right? Right. So I'm going to kind of believe what the guy says about himself as opposed to what other people were saying about him. Um, first off, I do know that... Uh, it seems like, you know, obviously he was the head of the British psychic and occult society. Uh-huh. The dude was, uh, a f- I believe he was Wiccan. If not Wiccan, he was some sort of pagan. Yeah. Right? And can you imagine, like, pagans back in the 70s? Everyone's going to think they're weird. People think pagans are weird now. Well, I mean, he was
1: doing some cool pictures.
0: He was doing some cool pictures. <laughs> I know, like, during the course of his um, investigations and stuff, they started doing, like, sex magic sex magic. Sex magic Sex, is the best yes. kind of magic. <laughs> I think so too. Um, I forgot. It's how the to most powerful. It. It's the most powerful. It's amazing. You should try it. Um but yeah, so I mean he was doing his occult stuff, his Wicca stuff, and people thought it was weird. So they were like finding ways to arrest this guy.
1: Well, quite a bit. what's funny is like Back then, they were thinking that's weird. Now it's like a Nicki Minaj video. Right? <laughs>
0: so, yeah, back then it was weird. But I guess this this Sean Manchester, I guess he had it out for David Ferrant for some reason. So when he said he was going to perform this exorcism, he was like convincing people that David Ferrant was also trying to go and slay this vampire. And so the cops show, and I guess it had to be done like right at midnight. So they, you know, cemetery is locked down cops show up to kind of keep people out and like hundreds of people from all over the place show up to this thing supposed vampire slayers like paranormal enthusiasts whatever It's people be a vampire people vampire slay
1: off Yeah right? <laughs> it's a vampire
0: so slay off This is this is London in the 70s Bring your own stakes Yeah they did <laughs> They brought their own stakes <laughs> And they, the cops were outnumbered, so people like they climbed the walls, they broke in, they got into the cemetery. Oh shit! They were tearing things apart, searching for this king vampire because they, <laughs> they yes was they wanted to be the ones to kill the vampire.
1: Oh shit!
0: Unfortunately, no one did. They just tore up the cemetery.
1: Damn.
0: Yeah, and <laughs> you know what's funny is like like I so said, David Ferrant got arrested a couple times. Uh, for being in the cemetery, they claimed that they saw him with like a wooden stake walking around the cemetery. Uh, one of the, one of the times he got arrested, uh, it didn't even go to trial. Like when it, when he got into the courthouse, it was dismissed immediately because technically he was in a non-restricted area of the cemetery when they found him. So they couldn't really pin anything on him. Uh. Um, but yeah, this the Sean Manchester basically like, it was like, you know, David Ferrant was, like, popular with this whole entity that was in the Highgate Cemetery. Uh-huh. And I, I, just in my opinion, I think Sean Manchester saw the popularity and the fame that he was getting. So he's like, oh, it's a vampire. Yeah. So people, like, started following him. wanted to see what he's doing. And I think this whole, this whole insurrection, this this mob attacking the cemetery <laughs> started this big feud between David and Sean. For like forty years. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, one dude ended up getting arrested and serving four years. Yeah, David Ferrant got arrested yeah, for four years. Well, that whole story was crazy. Serving. So yeah. that somebody went and broke into the cemetery and dug a whole body up
0: and put it out on the road and
1: then dragged it out to the road. Well, they said the first thing, they threw it into the back of a Mini Cooper. Yeah, it was
0: the back of a brand new Mini Cooper, and then the, in the morning it was just laying out in the street.
1: The and the I
0: think David Ferrant was nearby when the body was found. No,
1: his his house was close by. His house was
0: close by. So yeah, they pinned it on him and he served like four, four years Four and, and a half years. Yeah. Four and, and he's four like, and a half I years.
1: think they just needed a scapegoat.
0: Yeah. I you know honestly think so too. He said it wasn't him, we said it was like the Satanists. It was either them or other dude. I wouldn't be surprised if it was other dude. I was pretty sure it was other because dude. Because the more I learned about other dude, uh, Sean Man- uh um Manchester. Yeah, yeah, Sean Manchester, by the way. Um, this guy seemed like a freaking whack job. Yeah. So I know at one point, like the, he was on he, on his mission. He was he was gonna slay this head vampire. Sean Manchester was. He's just the guy to do it. And I guess he had some of his followers at one point. They're in there and they like find this coffin that he thinks looks odd, and he's assuming it's a head vampire, and he's gonna open it up and like drive a stake through this the, the heart of this body, and one of his followers are like, no no no. There's like laws against this. You you can get prosecuted really heavily here in England. So they convinced him to shut the lid and put like seven cloves of garlic on it. And that just like, I guess, held the vampire at bay for a while. But it got to the point where I think, I don't know if it was before or after uh, David got arrested. But Sean ended up in 1974, ends up going into the cemetery with his psychic medium Now the claim is that like david was also using a medium trying to hunt the vampire and in the interview that they played in the documentary everything i've read on i mean one of the websites i read is uh david his uh i forgot his last name as we're talking about him david ferrant sorry on david org. i mean obviously i mean it's his website so i think they're going to be a little biased towards him but I mean, it wasn't... The documentary wasn't made by David Farron. I mean, he... I think he passed away before this documentary was even made. But they had this, like, interview that he did at one point. And several times in the interview, he's like, I never once claimed that it was a vampire. I didn't believe it was a vampire. He's like, I don't believe in vampires. He's like... Yeah, he's like, I don't believe in vampires. But this other, Sean Manchester, was like, oh, yeah, no, he's a vampire hunter. He's going to try to find it. But I want to find it before he does. (laughs) And... I mean, he even used the word term ghost, like, loosely. David Farron did. Because I don't think he even kind of really believed in ghosts. But he knew there was something there.
1: Yeah. He was saying that uh, he believes it's some kind of uh, entity that can, like, drain your, you know, like an energy vampire. Right. You know. And
0: I guess at one point he did say it had, like, characteristics, like, looks of a vampire. But he didn't say it was an actual vampire.
1: Yeah.
0: You know. And so so what... um, Manchester did as he he went back in the cemetery using a psychic medium that told him or his psychic that helped him pinpoint the exact crypt and tomb and catacombs that this head vampires coffin was in and they go in there and sure enough there's a coffin in there excuse me that um, looks like it's it's was placed there from a different country like it wasn't supposed to be there And this this was the coffin of the head vampire. The king vampire was in this coffin. So he drove his wooden stake and uh, at one point he calls it the Van Helsing. This thing is like a four foot wooden stake. Yeah. And they said, I think they were saying the appropriate way to kill it, I guess at this point it changed from exercising it at midnight to stabbing it with a cross. It had to be done at dawn between a Friday and a Saturday. (laughs) that's Um, the best that's the best time i guess to slay a vampire with your four foot wooden stake well
1: it's the most convenient for him he had to work monday through friday probably
0: (laughs) so he stabs this body right with this big ass wooden stake and that wasn't enough they then set the casket on fire and then after it burned for a couple hours they were able to get the remains the bones and all that and grind them up
1: and the family and then, came back to and, like visit thus, the grave of their family. Probably like, they're, they're like, the "What the hell?" hell?
0: Yeah. So <laughs> thus, killing the king vampire. So the king vampire at Highgate Prison died in 1974. Thank God. I know, right? Except for the fact that even still to this day, in 2023, people still see this entity at the at the uh, cemetery. Well,
1: I'm sure there's a lot more than just that one entity in that cemetery.
0: Yeah, I'm sure there is too. Like it's a cemetery, right? But this same entity that David Farron originally saw. Like, people are still seeing it today. Like, it's still there. So, um, don't think it was vanquished with the stake and the burning. I could nope. be wrong. Nope. What I what I found interesting with this whole thing is, like I said, uh, David Farrant never once said it was a vampire. He never thought it was a vampire from what he said in his interview. Right. Right? Yeah. Um. I know, like, at, at some point, like, you know, he did talk about doing the sex magic and saying how dangerous it was because they could have possibly like it was just too they, ahead of its time man they could have gone wrong time. and they could have summoned the wrong thing but um succubuses right
1: i was hoping for succubuses
0: yeah but they didn't come no. <laughs> oh, dead. well the thing is they thought they did talk about like this this entity didn't just haunt the cemetery it haunted buildings nearby one of them being like a local pub
1: yes the Highgate. Pub. The Highgate Pub,
0: yes. And um
1: Definitely ghosts in there though.
0: And I think David bought a house that was like right across the street from the cemetery, so I went in there. I know the the pub and there's a couple of other buildings So in the episode that we watched
1: <clears throat> that documentary when you know they had their little investigative team and then their oh psychic gosh. medium with them.
0: Yeah, let's talk about them.
1: <laughs> well, here's a funny thing. <clears throat> I don't know, that, that medium... So when they went, to, when they were standing in front of the cemetery and they were shining the flashlight down that that center of the that road... Yeah,
0: they're standing outside the gates locked. They, yeah. They're not actually they're not in inside. the cemetery. So they're, they're outside. standing
1: outside the gates. They're shining a flashlight up uh, up the down road, the pathway, down yeah. the pathway. And I'm looking at it, trying to see if I can see anything or feel anything. And I'm seeing stuff at the end of that road. I'm, I can kind of see some stuff. And then she says it or two right after I'm yeah. seeing it. I don't she, know if you saw some
0: stuff. I, well, I was watching on my phone, so it's I need to watch it on my TV so yeah. I can actually see it. But. I was
1: like, it looks like I could see some shit right there. And I'm sure there like, was,
0: because like, she said she could feel something she, or see something, and she said it definitely wasn't the entity that David Ferentz saw, you know, definitely not a vampire. Mm-hmm. Um, it seemed like
1: there was a few of them all kind of yeah. Back
0: there. The, the, there was a, she was feeling a, a bunch of different stuff. But what I thought was interesting is I guess in like, I think it was like 1973. The feud between David and and uh, Sean like got really heated. That they were apparently going to do some kind of magician celebrity duel. boxing match. Yeah, well, a celebrity <laughs> boxing match, but a magician's a duel. Jedi
1: mind trick, right? Face off.
0: Exactly. Which it uh, never happened, but uh, that was the report that these two were gonna they were gonna do their their duel in front of people to see who the better
1: is uh, Zuckerberg Musk. Face off yes. event, but back uh, then it's... <laughs> it's like what's better,
0: X or Facebook meta? Yeah. But yeah, but yeah, like I said, these guys feuded for like 40 years until David passed away in like 2019. What I thought was interesting is I thought it was funny because I think um, Sean Manchester came out with a book about the Highgate vampire, and then shortly after, David came out with a book that was basically him slaying. It's like behind the Highgate vampire like the true story of like what really happened. <laughs> so I mean these dudes they they went in at each other for like it was 40 years. And petty. It was, this is about yeah. who could be the most petty at it, that pretty, point. Pretty much. Um, I'm leaning more with I think David was more accurate. I think it was just some kind of entity that someone probably brought in. Vampire? No. No way in hell.
1: I think there's just been Multiple entities in there, and they've always have been. And whether the Satanists came in there and summoning shit or not, it was already haunted, right? Um, the other dude is just crazy and wants attention.
0: I think he just I think Sean Manchester, yeah, definitely just, just wants it. That's the one you think wants. Attention. I don't even want, want to say his name. The one that I
1: don't even want to say, has I have I said his name once? No, no you guy you know because yeah. it's crazy because I'm not going to give him that power.
0: Well, it's not, yeah, but you don't no, know, I think not it's funny. Feed his this, ego. Is, this is how crazy this dude is, <laughs> right. So there's a couple of people that came forward in that documentary, um, that one one girl uh read Manchester's book. Okay. And in the book he like plotted out like where he did some of his searching and his evidence and where he got some of his evidence. Oh and yeah. And, and she it... she went and mapped it out. She went and tried to follow his book. She
1: went to the cemetery.
0: She went to the cemetery. She went to the cemetery with his, like, this with his book and tried to map out what he said things were, and nothing lined up. <laughs> nothing matched.
1: Well, the pettiness at all. never stopped.
0: No, it didn't because she uh, she called him out on it. She wrote a she wrote a blog. And an article. so, what did this petty son of a bitch oh, do to so her? <laughs> he starts going through her Facebook friends list <laughs> and starts instant messaging all of her friends, telling them that she's a liar and she's worthless yeah. and just like trying to make her look like a bad saying that she's a bad person right no and then he would send her pictures of like fat people and say this is you
1: yeah no he was like posting pictures of yeah yeah sending yeah he was was like posting pictures and like
0: tagging her in it or sending her pictures
1: something something like to that effect but yeah
0: like oh this fat person's you like calling her fat it's like come on man petty no (laughs) petty petty. it it gets even more petty because there's another investigator that's been studying the this case for like 20 years okay (laughs) She's also read the books, and she was just asking him questions because stuff didn't seem to be lining up for her either, Mm -hmm. according to what he wrote. So he starts, like, emailing her and messaging her, telling her that she needs to stop all this nonsense or that there's going to be, like, legal repercussions and he's going to ruin her life and he's going to sue her. Yeah, legal action is going to take place. And the lady's like, yeah, he's never done anything.
1: Nothing's happened.
0: But they did talk about uh, one of the... The ways uh, there were several buildings that were connected by this ley line, like to the cemetery, to the forest, to some of these buildings. They're all connected by this ley line. And this lady went out with her dowsing rods. It just looked like two sticks.
1: Yeah, they, there were two sticks cut um, off a tree.
0: Yeah. And she was saying she was following the ley line. Like I believe in ley lines. They're a thing. And I believe you can use dowsing rods to follow them. But uh it looked like she just picked two sticks up off the ground. And she's like, oh, yeah, here it is. Yeah. So that's like she
1: was just like holding them all tight too. Like right. it looks like she Well, was they
0: didn't even they weren't even curved or anything. Like the the metal ones we used they were literally just two sticks. Two that
1: sticks that she was, was holding. like holding them
0: closer to their body and she's like, "Oh, see how they're pointing this way? That's the I don't understand. I don't know. I mean, maybe someone knows that they can tell me like how wooden sticks work as dowsing rods. I don't know.
1: That looked I weird. know they do
0: work. Like dowsing rods like they used to use them to find water back in the day. So, I mean, that's a thing.
1: But Unless I don't know, they were copper and she—they were hollowed out and somehow slid a.
0: I have no idea. I, I just know. I couldn't make sense of it. I don't know either. But what I thought was interesting is the that paranormal investigation team that they kind of focused on in this documentary. Mm-hmm. Um, they they like took a tour because apparently paranormal investigators are banned from the cemetery. You're not allowed to investigate.
1: Uh-huh. So
0: they paid for a walking tour, and then when their tour guide wasn't looking, they snuck off to do an investigation. <laughs> And they went down to one of the crypts and they actually asked um, the spirit what his name was. And th- they got David on the spirit box. And then the guy was like pointing the camera towards his face and asked uh, for the spirit to show up behind him. And there was a quick little blip like something came in and out.
1: Yeah. Did, what do you think of that? Uh, bug. Bug? Bug. And this was what sparked this whole thing all over again from the, 70, like from the 70s and everything. And because it had been long forgotten about,
0: yeah. This this show this came about because of this. Because and so this, this guy this, took this is new video. Evidence.
1: This guy took this video and then he posted it, and it also blew up, went viral, and then everybody like res- This whole thing just reopened again, and everybody started going back again. But that video, it's not like a that you can tell that's not like a great camera or anything, and the refresh rate, who knows, is like thirty frames per second or sixty. Right. So. With how fast that happened, you just see that kind of like a...
0: Pop in and pop out. And it was pop in and really quick. It was like less than a second.
1: It looked like... So, and then and then the guy even talked about, oh, I heard like a humming. Yeah. Like maybe like wings flapping. Right. <laughs> so my thought was like some kind of like a beetle moth or something big that flew by. And it only caught it as a blur on like one of the frames. And you know it probably flew by in two two of those frames. You well, know it looks I mean? like
0: it flew, in, it came in and then out back in the same. So it looks like it looks like it came from like his right shoulder and then went back.
1: To so, me, it just looked like a bug flew towards the camera, or that's possible, and the way it just kind of how fast it was going probably popped into like one to two frames. So. By the time it popped into one of the frames, and the refresh rate, however long that takes, uh, by the time the other frame came up, that was already out of the picture.
0: Yeah, so if you want to see like the video that we're talking about, you can Google it. It's on or YouTube. It's sorry, it's probably the Highgate Vampire. You might be able to find it. I know if you go on Discovery Plus and watch the the documentary, it's called The Curse of the Highgate Vampire. It's like right at the beginning of this thing. Um, I'm leaning more towards with you on this one because when they were investigating the pub across the street, uh, the, he'd said something that shows me that he has absolutely no idea how cameras work. (laughs) And I, do you, do you know what I'm talking about?
1: Um, what did he say?
0: It's so he's got the, his camera pointed at a wall, right? And he turns around and points the camera up the stairs and it goes blurry.
1: Oh, because it's having to. Yes, yes. And he's like, oh, oh, my camera's
0: blurry. It's blurry. To me, that's evidence and proof that there's an entity that at the top of the stairs. And it's like, no, dude, you were literally pointing at a wall like two feet in front of you. And yeah, then and you it's turned focusing. around. You turned around real quick and pointed it up a set of stairs that's probably like 30 feet away, if not more. Yeah. That your camera needs time to focus. Like, I personally have videoed a lot of paranormal investigations using night vision. Uh, over the last ten years, and that happened to me quite a bit, especially when I was focused on something close by, and then I turned it and it was trying to focus on something that was far away. That's how cameras work. If Grand you ever, w- if you ever watch a movie, you ever notice how like if the camera wants you to focus on the person in the foreground, the background's blurry, yeah. and then you'll watch it change where they when they want you to focus on the background. Yeah. the Auto background's focus. clear. It's right, a feature. Right. Yeah. That's so focused. that's literally what his camera was doing. Was just trying to focus because you went from something close up. To something far away.
1: Granted, but, there is ghosts in there. But the I'm ghosts not saying ghosts, but they, they were not causing the autofocus feature f- no. to do its job properly. <laughs> no. They were not.
0: <laughs> like, it's like, when I see stuff like this, I'm just like, you're not a legitimate ghost hunter. Or at least, yeah. I mean, like, maybe you should just... Yeah, don't use that as proof. And, yeah. yeah. May, maybe learn how a uh, camcorder works before you're, like, going on a documentary that, like... Millions of people are probably yeah, gonna see you, and
1: then like we're gonna make fun of you on.
0: Yeah, oh, I'm not done making fun of people. <laughs> Good, Look, we've made fun of Sean Manchester because he like tracks people down and tries to ruin their lives because they disagree with him. Yeah, how petty bullshit is that? <laughs> These guys that are just like, oh, did you notice their medium just kept going like, oh, I. It feels like it's draining my energy. You ever notice in like TV shows and whenever there's a medium, like not discrediting mediums or psychics. Uh, but it seems like there's a flair for the dramatic when it comes to being on TV. Yeah, like so their their medium did that quite a bit. Um, I listened to another podcast about this, <laughs> and I'm not going to say the name of the podcast, but it is a recent one, less than a year old. It came out in October last year. Um, they did some research and they talked about how David was like this crazy vampire hunter and was like all mad that. Sean Manchester killed the head vampire and that's why he went on his rampage and like desecrated the body and that's what got him landed in jail or something like that. Basically, everything they talked about on this case, um, I, don't, I don't know where they got the information because I couldn't find any of it. <laughs> My favorite part though is when they read on one website, the they saw the spelling of vampire W-A-M-P-Y-R-E. And they were pronouncing it vampire.
1: <laughs> Wamp.
0: Wampire. And they were making fun of that. They're like, oh, what is it, a Wampire? Ha ha ha, or whatever. They they were making fun of that, like saying, and they even go on to say like, oh, vampire, or more commonly known as a vampire. And man, if you were in my car with me, you would have heard me. I was yelling and swearing. I'm like, you freaking morons. I'm like, it's, it's not English. That is another language. <laughs> For those of us that are a little bit educated, uh, German, they pronounce their W's with V's. Um, So the actual pronunciation of that is vampire,
1: vampire,
0: Um, Not Vampire. So if you find this episode, you'll probably be like, yep, they're morons. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. Like, we're not the best. I know it's. I know I say some dumb shit. Sometimes. We say some yeah, like today's episode is brought to you by the letter alcohol. I've said some dumb shit. I couldn't read Street Glide on one of our reviews. Like we both said some dumb shit. I can't read Street <laughs> But we're not like confidently wrong. We're just wrong. And we know. It. <laughs> right.
1: You call me out, I'll laugh at it. I'm like, you yeah. know what? You're probably right.
0: <laughs> well, I'm the same way. Like, you know. Dave probably did talk about the pizza rolls correctly and i <laughs> i'm just stupid when it comes to pizza rolls
1: the comprehension
0: But it's like if you're gonna like i guess more power to you. i mean if you're gonna be wrong own it <laughs> it's just to me i mean when i heard that it's like that just makes you look stupid i don't want to listen I, they had another episode about ouija boards and i kind of want to listen to that so i can yell at that one too and how wrong they are and i hope you guys do that to us i, I want you yell at us and tell us how wrong we are and then email us and let us know
1: Oh, speaking of wrong things.
0: let's. What's wrong?
1: That uh, the EVP I sent you that I picked up from the TV. Oh, yeah, I didn't watch it. Oh, you didn't?
0: No, you should play it. Okay. Play it for me. <clears throat>
1: I'll play this. So, anyways, I was, was watching that paranormal caught was... on camera. Okay. And they were... Oh, yeah, so
0: we're done with the vampire story. Like it's It wasn't a vampire. Um, <laughs> yeah, the vampires we've, moved are not, we've moved on. We've <laughs> moved on. Vampires aren't real. This is vampire. Um, Sean. vampire. Sean Manchester is a moron. Yeah, F that day. Yeah. Petty-ass bitch. But if you've been to the cemetery, let us know. We want to hear about it. Okay, that. now that we're done with the vampire... Okay, so this EVP... We, he found an EVP. He's going to play it. Well,
1: the me. reason why I, I recorded this to play for you guys was because...
0: So was the EVP part of the show? Yes,
1: yeah, so it was part of the show. The Not this, not the show we were watching. The no, 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 this is... the yeah, Paranormal, yeah, Paranormal Count on Camera. Paranormal Count on Camera. And they're at this one place. It was haunted. There, Somebody had taken this picture. Well... I think it was an employee. Like,
0: you can't get an EVP on a picture.
1: I know, but listen. Okay. So they were feeling this thing uh, like there was that an entity there. Odd, yeah, odd. they felt like there was an entity. They saw the show. They took a picture of it, and in the picture, it was a little girl, plain as day. Very, very clear okay. in the picture. Well, ghost hunters went there, and not the ghost hunter team. Some paranormal investigators had gone there because of the picture that was taken, okay. and they were doing an investigation. And they were doing some EVPs, and they were getting some really grade A v EVPs, really, really good EVPs. Well, and they were correlating. They were asking people's names, and it was correct about the names that were coming out. And they were it was it was pretty awesome. Okay. Well, in one of the EVPs they got, I didn't agree with what they said they had
0: heard. Okay, so I don't want to know what you think or what they think. I just want to hear it. Okay. And we'll go from there. We'll play. It twice before I say anything before I may.
1: turn this volume all the way to 11
0: right
1: here.
0: was it the, that screeching in my yeah. ears
1: yeah I don't know maybe it didn't pick up the volume very good I didn't replay it after I recorded it sure. it sounded like I got it good when I first got it let's see
0: i'm not i'm not i just it sounds like something yeah it didn't sound that good anyways
1: they think it says get me help well they see this little girl like right at that same time they could see the little girl in the between in the bathroom stall in between here okay and they uh what they think it says is get me help and i did not hear get me help
0: Um, it only sounds like two words or two syllables. So it there's sounds no way really came. bad on this. Now it that I play bad. it, it sounds I mean, really you bad. Can
1: I'm going to take it, take you downstairs after this, and I'm going to play it for you. Okay. But and then what I actually was hearing, I'll I'll get the episode and everything of that. Okay. Later so too. yeah,
0: um, if I get a better. Audio quality of it, I'll add it on here, but I probably won't. Um, (laughs) We'll we'll make you watch it when we get. Yeah, no, that's fine, that's fine. But that doesn't help the people that are listening to the show. Exactly. And and what I could kind of make out, like you saying, they said it said, "Get me help." Get yeah, get me help. Get me help is what they said. It said right. Yeah. Uh, I only hear two syllables, so I don't think it says "get me help," but it just kind of. I mean, I kind of. It almost sounds like uh, "get out," like a long drawn like "get out."
1: Okay, I'm gonna have you listen to it downstairs after but, this. But I mean, that's that's
0: not a very good.
1: Because you're on to it. I was hearing, get him out.
0: Okay, so I'll, I'll listen to it.
1: And, it's, and I think it has to do with this little girl saying, "Get him out." I think there's something else to this whole story.
0: Quite possibly.
1: I go, we got to find out where this is and go travel. Now I'm we do. I'm yeah, we'll add it to our
0: list of places we'll never go. I'm
1: scared and fascinated? Uh, me too. <laughs> we haven't said it in this episode yet. I had to throw it in there. I'm scared. I'm fascinated. All right. Let's call that an episode, shall Okay, I? but before we do, uh-huh.
0: check out our social media, evp.pod, and Instagram and Facebook, where, like I said, there is stuff from the Oddities and Curiosity Expo. That's also where DVO puts a bunch of reaction videos, and he's done some really good ones lately. Go check them out. Uh, if you have something that we've missed on the Highgate Vampire, or if we said something wrong, call us out. We'll even mention it on the next episode. Yeah. Because, hey, we're wrong sometimes. Yeah. Not always right. But, but, you're petty, enough
1: to call, hit up all your friends yeah, and tell them that you're a piece We will. Of shit. So you email us and we'll find you <laughs> we'll and find tell all everybody. your friends. Yeah. We'll tell them you're a piece of shit. We're, yeah,
0: we're not wrong ever. <laughs> so email us to tell us that we're wrong at evp.pod at gmail.com. Honestly, like, we can take criticism. We don't care. Like, we're not, we're not that. We're not Sean Man. Of course you don't play that. Peace out, butterflies. <laughs> but before you peace out. Yo, buy tickets to our upcoming uh, Ghost Hunt at the Ritz Theater Saturday, September September 30th. 30th, Tickets are $50. Now we can peace out. Butterflies. (laughs)